we can go into the second half of session 21, which was received February 10, 1981. Uh, I assume everybody's on the page and has the link. This is the re-listened version. Here's the link anyway. This is, uh, you might want to uh, click on the show categories uh, line of options uh, at the top of that page so that you can see under each Q&A uh, the basic category of, of discussion um, for that exchange. Last week, last time we stopped in at 2116, talking about the calling of Maldek beings who were in the Bigfoot bodies, uh, meaning the ape bodies. Their calling 46,000 years ago, which was right in the beginning of the second major cycle meaning cycle of 25,000 years, uh, three of which comprise 3D, meaning a 75,000 year cycle of third density life, which I think is not only on planet Earth, but other planets too, meaning it's a very short phase of consciousness evolution in the octave. And this session 21 is about, you know, <laughs> the history of uh, third density. And um, it's a very great discussion and we're moving through you know the period from 75,000 years ago to today so we're um, moving through now and Don was asking <clears throat> 2117 uh, how did the Confederation send this love light uh, to the Maldek souls that were calling 46,000 years ago who were aware, Ross said, aware of their need for rectifying the consequences of their action, <clears throat> meaning correcting the imbalances as a result that resulted from their action of blowing up their planet 500,000 years ago, the planet Maldek, <clears throat> becoming the asteroid belt, I think, between Mars and Saturn. Uh, they were in some confusion in an incarnate state as to the circumstances of their incarnation, meaning what am I doing in this monkey body, this gorilla body? <clears throat> Meanwhile, they are human-level souls. The unconscious aware, un the conscious mind quite confused. This created their calling. And explaining the response to the calling, 2117, we did before and reiterate, Ross said, there dwell within the Confederation planetary entities who from their planetary spheres do nothing but send love and light as pure streamings to those who call. This is not in the form of conceptual thought, but of pure and undifferentiated love. And as I said before, these are like um, <clears throat> the temples of universal service, the temples of universal golden streaming light, streaming love uh, from fourth density and maybe fifth density positive groups too. Uh, but they're more solo, and it's uh, I would imagine these are mainly of fourth density positive groups activity or service so they sent they just send pure love light pure love and that you know that's very uh, lovely <laughs> uh, meanwhile uh, the Maldek souls didn't get too much from it 2118 did the first distortion on asks did the first distortion of the law of free will meaning the law of, the law of, sorry Don says, did the first distortion of the law of one 
require then that equal time be given to the self-service oriented group. Uh, the first distortion of the law of one is the law of free will. Right? We said there are three laws uh, that come from the law of one. Again, we can call them laws, we can call them ways, we can call them universal principles <clears throat> or uh, qualities of intelligent infinity. The three are the law of free will, the law of love, the law of light. As I said, that's akin to the prism, the triadic structure, or the triad, the triad through which uh, the free will, <laughs> through which the desire of infinity for further experience streams. The intelligent infinity, discerning the concept of infinity, knowing that there could be an experience of something that it isn't, it is being being infinity, it could experience itself as form or limitation or, you know, experience itself in a limited way, uh, experiencing itself as not infinity. That's the concept of infinity. And that led to the desire to experience the, uh, the infinity of that experience of non-infinity. Yeah. And that is let there be light. <clears throat> and that is the uh, desire of the one or infinity uh, passing through its or or uh, being a product or, or moving through this is just a conceptualization right the light white light going through the prism is really intelligent infinity with its desire to experience finity or limitation or all that it may be um, in having a, a triadic um, self-synthesis of will and love leading to light. And so the law of free will, the law of love, the law of light is what gives birth to light, which means all the octaves. And <clears throat> the first distortion, the first of those laws is the law of free will. Don's wondering, should there be equal time given to self-service oriented group? And Ross said, this is, in this case, it was not necessary for some of your due, for some of your time, due to the orientation of the entities, and Don quickly picks up what was their orientation. Ross says the orientation of these entities was such that the aid of the Confederation was not perceived. So they were not oriented positive or negative. They were not even perceiving that they were being helped. And that means, as we can see, lots of times we call for help and don't don't perceive that we're getting any help. Meanwhile, we may well be getting help, but we don't perceive it. Just because you don't perceive it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. There is something called the unconscious, <laughs> what we're not conscious of. There is something called invisible, what is not visible or seen or recognized or perceived. So it happens many, many times. <clears throat> In fact, we can imagine that it happens all the time that when we call, we are getting some aid, some um, response to our call. We just don't perceive it. God help me, God help me, please, please, help me, help me. Uh, because uh, something physical may not change, right? The man in the trench under shelling calling for help, he stays in the trench being shelled in the war and says and thinks, I'm not being helped. Why do you forsake me? Uh, meanwhile, he is being helped, but he's not being helped physically. He's being helped um, uh, spiritually by transmission of love, light, or love, 
to mind, mind to mind. The help is is not recognized because it doesn't come in the form that the person wishes it, which, you know, it's fair that they wish to be taken out of the trench or disappear and appear on Paradise Island or something, but <clears throat> that's not in the cards. So it's also true that um, the law of free will doesn't require that a higher dimensional beings give good and bad or love and hate comes every time somebody asks for love or hate. So it's, it's a little, Don has some misconception here about the law of one requiring equal time <clears throat> given to service of self uh, group or, or you know, sending back. So look, it doesn't, <clears throat> if a positive group calls for help, it doesn't require that the Confederation um, send something negative to another, to the group that calls negative. It's really about allowing um, equal opportunity for humans, positive and negative, to keep advancing. And that's much more subtle and not necessarily done by giving, you know, equal parts, equal parts of uh, what? Service to self philosophy while love and light is being sent to some group so the other group gets something more too. It's not quite like that. It's uh, really in response to calling and some basic uh, provision of, of opportunity to keep growing. Anyway, these Maldek souls didn't know why they were in these, these gorilla bodies. They didn't perceive the help of love, pure love, coming from the Confederation. And <clears throat> Ra explains this, this interplay between Call, between basically calling and not perceiving the help that's being received and um, balancing in the law of free will uh, equal opportunity. Very, very abstruse concepts here. 2120, Don says, since it was not perceived, it was not necessary to balance this. Is that correct? So the Maldex souls were not perceiving the love and, wrong, and saying, therefore, it wasn't necessary to balance. Ra says, this is correct. What is necessary to balance is opportunity. Where there is ignorance, there is no opportunity. Where, when there is ignorance, there is no opportunity. When there exists a potential, then each opportunity shall be balanced, this balancing caused by not only the positive and negative orientations of those offering aid, but also the orientation of those requesting aid. <clears throat> so, you see... <laughs> Uh, the Confederation and Higher Self, and above them the Council and the Guardians, uh, do um, intricate calculations uh, to determine what's best. Now, the Confederation is still polarized positive. Orion is polarized negative. The Council of Saturn is really at the level of Higher Self and above, mainly, in my understanding. The Guardians are even outside the octave, but they don't uh, support negatives. They support the plan of the Logos. Uh, what's being balanced is opportunity. And opportunity is only recognized when there is some knowledge of um, 
the cosmic order or um, our own intentions. So when there is ignorance, there's no opportunity. <clears throat> so opportunity, uh, which has to be balanced, and that's what the Confederation basically does and uh, the Council of Saturn. They, they hold to the law of free will because they want to balance opportunity or they want to provide maximal freedom for souls to grow their own way. Uh, when there's greater opportunity um, for though, you know, the, there should be equal opportunity, right? So the Logos is an equal opportunity creator. <laughs> this is an equal opportunity creation. Uh, but it's not that simple because it's not really balancing the opportunity of, of entities or it is, it is a balancing or providing maximal opportunity for all evolving entities. But if the entity is not evolving or consciously seeking to evolve, then um, uh, they, what needs to be protected is simply their, their freedom to live and, and get to the point where they can start making, um, they can take an orientation or they can make a direction in life. Uh, but, but the protection for that is different than the protection or the balancing when they gain some knowledge and go on the path. <clears throat> it's very complicated, I'm sorry, but there are human souls that are not positive or negative. There are human souls that are positive or negative, meaning there are three groups here, as I've said many times. There are people who are seeking love and unity and goodness for all. There are people who are seeking control or power for the self only by control and deception and violence. That serves the self. Then there are people who are um, disoriented, non-oriented, pre-oriented, not positive or negative. And that's probably 90% or 80% of the people. Meaning, uh, they're not really clear about their purpose in life beyond the physical um, material security, taking care of their body and money and family, perhaps. And that's about it. So those with orientation are positive and negative. Those without are the majority. Uh, when Ra talks about balancing and opportunity, um, it includes some consideration of orientation and then pre or then non-orientation. So when there exists a potential, then each opportunity shall be balanced. Uh, before, for the souls that are not oriented, they really um, have not started with their, their potential is there, but they haven't developed it. They're not developing their potential. <laughs> then each opportunity is balanced when there exists a potential. And then the balancing is caused then not only by positive and negative orientations of those offering aid, meaning the Confederation and Orion, they, they, they need balanced opportunity too. Opportunity to keep serving or keep working. But also the orientation of those who are seeking the aid, meaning positive or negative humans. So anyway, these calculations are very uh, complex and subtle and uh, the one simple conclusion is that for souls that are not seeking knowledge, seeking to learn, seeking to use their life to learn, 
right? Life is about learning, not just surviving, not just having fun, not just, you know, making sure my bank account is okay. Life is about developing self, developing what I am, what we are, what you are. For those who know that, they go positive and negative. And for those who don't, there's ignorance in this in Ra's discussion here. And when there's ignorance, there's no opportunity. And so how to provide or balance opportunity for those who remain in ignorance without knowledge, without seeking, uh, that's different than balancing the opportunity for those who are positive and negative. Okay? <laughs> Very complicated. Uh, 2121. Don ends it and says, I see. <laughs> well, dot, 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 because this is a very thorny thicket. He says, I want to clear up a point here then. When when was the first contact by the Orion group in years? That's a good question. In 2121, Ra answers, as we have said, the Orion group attempted contact approximately 60,000 of your years in the past. As you measure time, that was Easter Island and Nazca. Don goes on. But then there, I'm sorry, I meant the first attempt in the second major cycle. He means after 50,000, you know, in the period beginning 50,000 years ago, not 60,000 years ago, what was the next? He means really the next Orion intervention attempt after 60,000 years ago, Easter Island, Nazca. And so he says, oh, I'm working in the second 25,000 years, right? 50,000 to 25,000 years ago. How many years ago was the Orion group's attempt in that cycle? Meaning the next attempt after the one 60,000 years ago. Okay. <clears throat> Ra explains the Orion group next attempted in more fertile territory, approximately 3,600 of your years in the past. 3,600 years ago. In other words, there was no attempt 46,000 years ago by the Orion group to contact. Is it correct? Ra says it's correct. Meaning the Orion group didn't try to contact the Maldek souls in the gorilla Bigfoot bodies. Okay. Uh, and the next attempt was 3,600 years ago, which was basically um, the Middle East, Moisha, Moses, the false Yahweh contact with the Hebrews, and the Anak, Anunnaki genetic modification situation going on there too. And that was a major, major Orion intervention. And... Um, I don't know if they get into it much here, but that was really, really important and planted the seed of holy war in collective human consciousness, <clears throat> which ever since has been, uh, you know, uh, self-justified in uh, self-genocide. <laughs> the, the planet of self-justified self-genocide. Planet Earth, baby. Self-justified self-genocide. Holy War, thinking that they're doing God's work by uh, butchering each other. Okay, 2124, as we progress into the second 25,000-year cycle, at this time, during this period, was this the period of Lemuria? No, actually, it was before, meaning 50,000 to 25,000 years ago. Ross said, this is incorrect. However, those who escaped the destruction of Lemuria by natural catastrophe, the plates... Uh, natural plate tectonic movement, Ra explained, and were thus of Lemurian background, continued their learned teachings at locations ranging from your South America onward 
upward actually through the Americas, meaning Central and North America, as you know them, and continuing over what was at that time a bridge which no longer exists. There were those in what you would call Russia. So we're talking about the um, Alaskan-Siberian land bridge, which existed, I guess, about 50,000 years ago, or in that period, the second major cycle, 50,000 to 25,000 years ago. The <clears throat> Lemurian remnant uh, went to, started at South America. And so that's why you see a lot of, um, you know, you see a kind of an indigenous, uh, a lot of genetic similarity between indigenous groups in South America, Indian, you may say, uh, Central America, North America, before the white man's genocide, and uh, Northern Russia. And um, uh, linguistically, genetically, culturally, there's a lot uh, in common. South America, Central America, North America, and Siberian Russia, Central Asia, uh, Atlantean remnant, and they went over by the land bridge in, uh, you know, Alaska to Siberia. So we can think of also their spirituality, like Sundance and things like that, as uh, Lemurian, um, Lemurian influenced or originated. That's another discussion. 2125, just to quickly refresh my mind, how many years ago did Lemuria suffer its catastrophe? This is a great question, Don's really trying to pin down Ra's version of human history in the last 75,000 years. Ra says, this was approximately 50,000 years ago, the origins being approximately uh, 53,000 years ago, so uh, the damage being completed in that last small cycle of the first master cycle. Now, here you see Ra sloppy. Usually they are tight with their, their words. Normally, the term master cycle means 75,000 years ago. The term major cycle means 25,000 years. <clears throat> cycles, three of those cycles within the 75,000 year master cycle. But here you see Ra using the term master cycle as first of three. First master cycle. So, <clears throat> you know, they do, they, they are a little, uh, they have a trouble with the uh, human language sometimes. And people have to uh, be a little flexible with that. But the point is, Lemuria <clears throat> seems to have only existed for 3,000 years. Tell that to Church Ward or Church Wald and the children of Mu and all the Mu writers. Um, it was just 3,000 years, according to Ra. So they were washed under the ocean 50,000 years ago, approximately. Meanwhile, their origin was just 53,000 years ago. And so <clears throat> that was that. That's interesting. So it wasn't uh, a civilization that lasted too long. And I would assume assume that <clears throat> some of what the, um, the Lemurian or Mu research community considers Lemurian was really Atlantean. That's for specialists in the listening audience. Uh, it may well be that some of the cultural um, artifacts, whatever, that are associated to Mu Lemuria are really Atlantean. But Ra's version, 53,000 years ago, Lemurian civilization grew, 
and 50,000 years ago it was gone. So 3,000 years. And and Don, lovely, Don picks it up. Don, Don is tight. Says, did you mean to say master or major cycle? See, he got it too. And he says, Ross says, the appropriate sound vibration complex is major cycle, not master cycle. Okay, so a little point. <clears throat> and Ra didn't say, I'm sorry. So, how about that? Higher dimensional beings, maybe they don't say, I'm sorry. But they corrected the mistake. 2127, then did the ending of this first major cycle, meaning 50,000 years ago, have something to do with the destruction of Lemuria? Because Ra's saying it's basically timed. That's a very important point, actually. Certainly when we talk about Nibiru and um, some idea of a catastrophic end at the end of major cycles of 25,000 years, did Don's questioning that, did the ending of the first major cycle, 50,000 years ago, have something to do with the destruction of Lemuria, which was at the same time? Or did it just happen to occur at the end of that cycle? And here we have an important answer, 2127. Ra says, there is a confluence of energies at the, at the ending of a major cycle. Okay. This encouraged what was already an inevitable adjustment in the movement of the surfaces of your planetary sphere, meaning the plate tectonics, the plates, the crustal plate movement of, you know, the geology of planet Earth. Uh, yes, indeed, there is a confluence of energies at the ending of each major cycle, I would venture to say. So at the end of each 25,000 years, yes, indeed, there is a certain kind of vorticity, vortical, vorticical, vortical? vortex of um, energies, of energetic influences uh, in play. Now, too, at the end of the third master cycle, or sorry, third major cycle of 25,000 years, which is the end of the 3D 75,000 year master cycle. Okay, sorry I'm wordy, but you know, you can get it, and when you get it, you know, it's all very clear. Of course, this is just a drop in the bucket, or a grain in the Ganges of knowledge. This is just a tiny, tiny portion of knowledge, but it's important to get and, and by the activity of seeking and listening and thinking and um, synthesizing, categorizing, organizing in our mind, mind gets uh, stronger. I mean, even if understanding is not of our density and our understanding is minuscule, minuscule compared to higher self or what we truly are, what we truly know, or what may be known, what we know is minuscule, a grain in the Ganges compared to what may be known and what we are and what we know in the true self. Nevertheless, that effort is very wonderful and important in development of fifth chakra and uh, and all other chakras. It's basically purifying the seven by the fifth. Uh, truth as um, embodying love, the, the sincere will to learn and live in truth, leading the way uh, to lower chakra purification, second, third chakra, first and second and third chakra, energy blockage clearing, and development of love, fourth chakra too, because there's the love of truth and the love of what's real in the seeking, and then too, uh, clearing the way up to sixth chakra. Yeah, 
So fifth chakra is really important. Uh, but <laughs> we come back to Ra, twenty-one twenty-eight. Thank you very much. I feel I apologize for being so stupid. Don <laughs> says in stating Mac, Mac, making my questions, but this has cleared up the point nicely for me. Actually, his questions are great. I don't think he's stupid at all. It's very important. And here we get a nice long answer, and we're getting close to the end of this session, 21-28. Don asks, in the second 25,000-year major cycle, was there any great civilization that developed? And here we go to Atlantis. And uh, this is the second-to-last question exchange of the session. And we're running early. <laughs> We're going to wrap up this session today and not start 22 yet, but uh, we can uh, luxuriate since we have more time here. 2128. In this, Ra says, in the sense of greatness of technology, there were no great societies during this cycle, meaning 50,000 to 25,000 years ago. There was some advancement among those of Deneb who had chosen to incarnate as a body in what you would call China. So make a mark. Sinic, uh, S-I-N-I-C, Sinic, Sino, Chinese uh, source civilization is from Deneb. And Ra talked about that in another place too, saying that uh, there was some difficulty in the group moving from second to third density in Deneb, or the sun was old in Deneb, meaning the Deneb star, uh, a, a planet at second density level and third density level in the Deneb star system, from that second or third density planet came the root stock that became Chinese. And so uh, whenever I bemoan the limitations of Taiwan life, I just shake my head and uh, think of the that old Deneb sun. Ra goes on. There were, there were appropriately positive steps in activating the green ray energy complex, meaning heart chakra, in many portions of your planetary sphere, including the Americas, the continent which you call Africa, the island which you call Australia, and that which you know as India, as well as various scattered peoples. None of these became what you would name great, as the greatness of Lemuria or Atlantis is known to you, due to the formation of strong social complexes, and in the case of Atlantis, very great technological understandings. Uh, I'll read all of this and then explain it. However, in the South American area of your planetary sphere as you know it, there grew to be a great vibratory distortion towards love, these entities were harvestable at the end of the second major cycle, meaning 25,000 years ago, without ever having formed strong social or technological complexes. That's called the elder race. This will be the final question and completion of the session. Is there a query we may answer quickly before we close as the instrument is somewhat depleted? So Raul cares about Carla. Call the instrument. Uh, and this was the last major Q&A. Uh, number one, in the last 25, you know, in the last, in the second major cycle, 
50,000 to 25,000 years ago. Uh, what we see is groups developing in China, in the Americas, the remnant from Lemuria, in Africa, in Australia, in India, uh, and then ultimately, uh, you know, Atlantis developed um, about 30,000 years ago or so in the Atlantis, in the Atlantic Ocean area or wherever that was. Uh, Outside of China, what we see then is the uh, develop, continued development of the uh, post-Atlantean groups in South America, Central America, North America, and uh, Siberia, Central Asia. You can see the interplay between those of Deneb and the Lemurian remnant in North Asia. Hey, hey, that's interesting, right? The Lemurian remnant going to South America or starting, and maybe they started in Peru, in the mountainous zones. Uh, we know that the, the remnant from Atlantis, one of the three groups, went to Peru. Now, get very interesting here. So, the Lemurian remnant that Ra said went to South America was still there uh, in, you know, some developed, some, some lineage remained, after the fall of Atlantis, 10,000 years ago. So you've got the Lemurian remnant in South America that spread up to Central America, North America, Russia, Siberia, 50,000 years ago. Uh, we see continued development in China, or new development in China, in, again, the second major cycle. The, those from Deneb in China, then, somewhat, interacted with the post-Atlantean remnant, then went up through North America, Siberia, Alaska, Siberia, North Asia. So you've got Deneb group in China, somewhat interactive later, eventually, with the post-Lemurian remnant that went over the land bridge, Alaska to Siberia. You've got natural native development in, in, in India, too. So that's why you've got China and India as the oldest civilizations in Asia, and Australia. You know, they're Australia. You see, these are this is the old world, the old world. <clears throat> the old world is basically um, a term that we may use for the post-Lemurian and post-Atlantean remnant, particularly um, the pre-Atlantean human societies pre-Atlantean meaning 50, 40, 30,000 years ago where South America, Central America, North America, indigenous groups they all look the same or look alike all the tribes all the Indian so-called Indian groups are all post-Lemurian post they went also over the land bridge Alaska to Siberia to North Asia Russia that interplay, they interplayed, interacted somewhat, I guess, with the Deneb-sourced group in, in China. Likewise, there was development in India. <clears throat> the Dravidians, the pre-Aryan civilization, uh, in the south particularly. <clears throat> Likewise, there, was, uh, there were groups in Africa. Likewise, in South Africa mainly. 
likewise there were groups in uh, at Australia right the indigenous people of Australia right you have the Ainu of Japan you have some uh, groups in Philippines in Taiwan this is actually a little maybe later but the oldest groups are, are mainly mainly uh, dark-skinned very dark-skinned Negroid or semi Negroid you know the Dravidians of India South India they're really dark they're really dark uh, but they're not they don't have the same characteristics as you know Negroid African so there really are races sort of <laughs> but uh, some of it relates to um, when they began or uh, how long they've been hanging around here uh, on planet Earth. But this is the old world. South America, Central American indigenous, North American indigenous, uh, Northern Russia indigenous, right? The um, uh, Siberian groups, Siberian shamanism, very similar to South American shamanism. Then you have a whole other story with Deneb, and that's they may they're a different group, the Deneb group that went to China. Then you've got India, which is mainly I think Dravidian, pre-Atlantean, and mainly South India. Then you've got Atlantis. I'm sorry, you've got Africa. Then you've got Australia, right? The um, indigenous groups of Australia, and that's what you have uh, 50 to to 25,000 years ago. None of them became great in the sense of Lemuria or Atlantis regarding uh, strong social complexes, meaning you wouldn't call them great, Ra's saying, as great each of those. You wouldn't call as great as those of Lemuria or Atlantis regarding or in terms of strong social complex, meaning uh, integration of society, social integration, uh, size or complexity. None of them were that way. They were indigenous groups living whatever, you know, hunting, gathering to agrarian um, lives. I'm sure there were villages and, you know, something, but they, they weren't highly technological and they weren't uh, highly complex socially. And so didn't form strong social or technological complexes. And that's, <clears throat> that's what we got in the interregnum, interenum, between Lemuria and Atlantis. And I believe Ross said that <clears throat> Atlantis began or, or started to form 25,000, 30,000 years ago. Uh, I forgot that date, but it was, you know, around the end of the second major cycle, moving into the first half of this third major cycle. Atlantis again went down about 11,000 years ago. So from about 20,000 years ago, to 11,000 years ago, 25,000 years ago, to 11,000, for about 15,000 years or so, 25 to 10 or 11,000 years ago, we have Atlantis. And before that time, we had these different groups in different indigenous groups in different continents. Before that, we had Lemuria. Before that, uh, not much. <clears throat> Just uh, some, you know some roamers <clears throat> roaming around and trying to get things trying to get things together here and um, that's the last major question of session 21 20 the last question of the session 21 29 is just about uh, <clears throat> how to make Carla more comfortable 
they wanted a second session the same day. Raw, the precision or exactitude of raw, what's called this narrowband transmission, the requirements for what raw is calling this narrowband transmission are shown <clears throat> in raw's answer 2129 saying, you may observe a slight misalignment between book, candle, and perpendicularity, perpendicularity of sensor, the incense holder. This is not significant, but as we've said, the cumulative effects upon this instrument are not well, meaning if there's misalignment of the items on tray behind her head, the items of book candle <clears throat> and incense holder sensor, when they are out of alignment and that misalignment is allowed to remain, there is a cumulative effect upon Carla <clears throat> uh, that is not well. <laughs> uh, and this is, you know, this is ritual. This is um, magic. Magic is precise. You know, it's not the only way. But uh, white magic, black magic requires precision, exactitude, a tight mind. 24-7. And uh, Ra was counseling Don and the LNL group about the importance of precision <clears throat> and uh, keeping the instruments perfectly aligned. And Ra at one point said something like, uh, you observe a 0.3%, you know, 0.3 degrees off of alignment. That kind of precision was once mentioned. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, take it as you like it, but to me that, that is yet more indication of uh, the maturity of raw and um, the degree of will and commitment uh, <clears throat> that is the, the, the nature of the source, the consciousness source of this transmission. And... Um, I don't think there's any other channeling. To me, to me, um, the raw material makes all almost other channeling look childish, frankly. And uh, there's no superior or inferior, but there's a difference between indigo and green. And uh, we can't say indigo is better than green, but green is not indigo. And so transmission from sixth density is not transmission from fourth density. The uh, master of a temple is no better than the junior student. But there is a junior student, and there is the master of a temple, whether you like it or not. And so there is, <laughs> you know, sixth density, and there is fourth density, and there is third density, and all is one. And there's no duality in the realization that all is one. And in the law of one, uh, we do see distinction. Uh, when we uh, focus our attention on quality. And so that's called relative view in the two views. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, maybe we'll end here. I'll just give a couple of little brief comments, uh, and then we'll close and we'll have an early, you know, this will be a shorter session. Uh, the history of humanity on Earth. Well, we see that planet Earth um, is an unusual case, number one. 
it's occurring in a solar system in which one of the planets has blown has been blown up by its inhabitants Maldek. planet earth is in the solar system in which another of its planets in the solar system blew off its atmosphere and civilization mars planet earth is a planet in this solar system in which two planets have suffered extreme violence which then received the inhabitants or the souls which of course don't die the souls from those two planets Maldek and Mars the former go into gorilla bodies that's kind of a, a terrible thing and the latter the Martians come here and um, ultimately settle in the Middle East said Ra okay the Martian group was modified by Yahweh who we assume, I assume, is late sixth density or sixth density confederation positive group. Confederation group, probably late sixth density, just like Ra. De doing genetic modification on those transiting Martians coming from their planet, the red planet, having been genetically modified 75,000 years ago. Then genetically modified yet again, or at least those in the Middle East were genetically modified yet again not only by Orion, but by Yahweh, again, uh, about 3,600 years ago. 3,300 3, years ago, 3,600 years ago. Ra said again, the second major Orion intervention was 3,600 years ago, 1600 B.C. I assume that is the time of Moses and the false Yahweh, uh, Anak people, Anunnaki, we can say, genetic modification, Sumeria, Babylon, implanting eventually the seed thought of holy war uh, as, um, you know, one of the prevailing paradigm views or narr narrative principles of the last 3,600 years or 3,000 years, which has been constant warfare. Uh, meanwhile, <clears throat> uh, planet Earth has souls from multiple other third-density planets, not only Mars and Maldek. The souls from the other third-density planets, called third-density cycled planets, meaning other 3D planets, probably in this sector of the galaxy, already in fourth density, most of them, I assume, being in fourth-density positive. A few, perhaps, did go 4D negative. Therefore, we can assume that the souls from all those other 3D planets uh, are mainly positive. So not only do we have um, transferred souls from Maldek in gorilla bodies, transferred souls from Mars being multiply genetically worked upon by Confederation 75,000 years ago, 3,600, 3,300 years ago, and Orion, too, 3,600, 3,300 years ago. Not only do we have those two groups, Maldek, Martian, we also have these others from multiple third-density cycle planets in the sector, at least. Planets that went positive and negative, but mainly positive, I assume. So you have 3D repeaters, repeating souls, those who didn't graduate on those planets, mainly positive or positive leaning but not quite positive or negative enough to graduate 
on those home planets and now they live here those groups uh, I assume uh, were the source of the second cycle civilization second cycle indigenous groupings that uh, are post Lemurian or even the Lemurian right where did the Lemurians come from they came from some other third density planet or planets then you see they spread out after Lemuria 50,000 years ago. South America, Central America, North America, indigenous groups. Across the land bridge, Alaska to Siberia, northern Russia, Finland. Uh, coming down to North Central Asia, North Asia. Mixing in then with the Deneb group that went to China. That is the source of China, Chinese civilization, which is quite old. Yeah, right. Chinese civilization is 40,000 years old. Yes, indeed. Meanwhile, other groups in Australia, the indigenous folks there, in Africa, in India, South India, I've seen, I would believe, uh, nothing much happening in Europe. And then nothing much in the Middle East either. That developed later. Then time goes on and we have development of uh, Atlantia, uh, Atlantis uh, where is that middle of the Atlantic Ocean I don't know that is uh, you know what what's what's the middle of the Atlantic Ocean well uh, on the one side you've got uh, on the one side you've got North America Central America South America on the other side you've got Europe and Africa okay so some of the peoples of Africa, some of the peoples from North, Central, and South America participated at least on the fringes of Atlantis. What? How did Atlantis grow? Did there, was there a drop, a drop ship of uh, you know, ten thousand, fifty thousand souls? I don't know. I don't think so. But there is seeding. Don didn't ask this, but there was seeding of uh, souls on Earth. Uh, was it all just natural evolution and slowly, slowly, some peoples from some of the post-Atlantic, post-Lemurians in South, in South and Central and North America moved into the regions of Atlantis. Some of the people, indigenous group from Africa, moved into portions of Atlantis. I don't know. What was happening in Europe? Not much. In any case, Atlantis basically was about, I think, roughly 25,000 to 11,000 years ago. Then they blew up their civilization too. Now, there may have been some um, planet, you know, Nibiru, red planet kind of thing going on 11,000 years ago, 10,000 years ago. If that planet really has a 3,300-year orbit, uh, that was three times, <clears throat> three orbits ago. I don't know, but Atlantis went down, you know, well, I said, about 11,000 years ago. And that's the end of the old world. <laughs> then you have the flood, and then not much happening, and then Ross said that the remnant of Atlantis went to Peru, ter Peru, Tibet, and Turkey. Peru, Tibet, Peru, and Turkey. Of course, the Tibetan civilization... Peruvian civilization have a lot in common. They've even had exchanges. Uh, Dalai Lama and groups have actually done 
<clears throat> cultural exchange and they have a lot going on actually they're very similar and Turkey is ultimately I think the root of the Middle Eastern civilization post-Atlantean and so uh, you had a wiping clean or so 11,000 years ago uh, and then the post-Atlantean remnant uh, going to Peru uh, would mix with whoever was still there, the Lemurian ancestry, the post-Lemurian group in South America. And uh, over time, if they you know, survived in Peru, when the waters receded, we assume that they can move up to Central America, North America. So Central America, uh, South America, Central America, North America would be somewhat of a, of a Lemurian-Atlantean blend those peoples, the indigenous peoples there are pretty much blended Lemuria post, you know, post Lemuria, post Atlantis, right? The Lemurian remnant, the Atlantean remnant, both were in certainly South America, but I can assume Central and North America too, as the indigenous groups. <clears throat> then you have the group that went to Tibet, which is post Atlantean which probably mixed with whoever was still around, probably in South India, uh, you know, 8,000 years ago, Harappa, <clears throat> and also Mohenjo-daro, places in, I believe, in northern India. Uh, yeah, sure. So you have the Aryans coming down from the mountains of Tibet to northern India uh, as the post-Atlantean remnant. Whenever they came down, I don't know, 8,000 years ago, meeting with the Dravidians and the South Indian, dark, small, different genetic race people of the South. That's India. Yeah, that's the accepted history. And so the first group in the South is basically um, second cycle indigenous, and the meaning pre-Atlantean. <clears throat> and the group coming from Tibet and Northern India is post-Atlantean, an Atlantean remnant coming from Tibet. That's India. Meanwhile, whoever was in Africa stayed, and you have then in North Africa a post-Atlantean remnant too. Uh, Egypt, the Sphinx is older than the Flood, it seems. So the Sphinx is a second, mass, second major cycle, meaning Atlantean era. Meanwhile then, uh, <clears throat> the group in Turkey post-Atlantean, came out of Turkey and uh, became the central Mesopotamian, ancient Near East, Mideast civilizations that ultimately, uh, you know, became Babylon and the uh, Sumer and, um, you know, the root of Mesopotamian civilization is the post-Atlantean remnant coming down out of Turkey. Mixing then also with whoever was Atlantean era from North Africa, Egypt. Well, Ra talked about a contact in Egypt 18,000 years ago. Atlantean era, North Africa civilization or group. They mixed in with the post-Atlantean remnant coming down from the mountains of Turkey. What? 8,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago and on. Uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, then you have uh, the mixing of the, the uh, uh, post-Lemurian 
uh, indigenous groups uh, in north in Russia or northern Asia mixing with the Deneb group in China uh, then mixing with uh, Indic 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 groups from India becoming what's Southeast Asia <clears throat> so Southeast Asian groups like Thailand Laos Cambodia Vietnam all of which are very similar by the way at least Thai Lao, Burma, Cambodia, very similar in many ways, genetic and cultural. <clears throat> That's, they're very much a mix between China and India. Very much a blend of uh, the Sinic, S-I-N-I-C, of China, which are themselves somewhat blended with the post-Lemurian from Siberia. That's one, that's to the east, and then to the west you've got India which basically is a blend of the Atlantean South, you know, the, the Atlantean indigenous groups in the South, with the post-Atlantean remnant coming down from Turkey. I'm sorry, from Tibet. It's hard to keep all these words in mind. So, the Indian mix blended with the Chinese cynic mix of the Deneb and the post-Lemurian in China to become Southeast Asia. Meanwhile, you've got, you know, Australia remaining um, un, unaffected, and you've got Af Africa remaining unaffected. And so those streams of civilization or peoples uh, were not heavily influenced by uh, the, the Lemurian debacle or the Atlantean debacle, meaning the downfall of Lemuria and Atlantis, uh, didn't affect that heavily the island uh, island of Africa <laughs> and the island of Australia <clears throat> so that's about a bit of uh, overview of earth history great that was my intention and I, I totally agree with you in all ways uh, that that the, the multiplicity of the origin of the souls of humanity and their geographic isolation right the the uh, Tower of Babel uh, effect of, you know, or, or function or, or reality of planet Earth where people speak different languages and grew up in different places and came from different third density worlds and have very different influences in a sense uh, makes it, is contributing heavily to the disharmony, disunity, and conflict of humanity today. And that's why this is a very fertile group for Orion to uh, play upon. And, um, you know, but uh, unity comes from love and uh, open heart. Uh, and this is a very special case. And that reality, the metaphysical reality of the um, multiple sources and multiple uh, evolving locations and cultures of planet Earth um, has, to be has to be kept in mind when we try to make peace ourselves with living our life here on earth and understanding why it is this way here on earth just as you say and um, next session we go to session next session is number 22 which happens to be 29 questions also not too long and more about lifespan and more about uh, the last 75,000 year history second cycle that's great 
the elder group in South America that was harvestable 25,000 years ago, and more about Atlantis. This is the big session talking about Atlantis, session 22. So uh, we have that to look forward to next time. Thank you very much for today. I appreciate it very much. I hope this has elucidated your understanding of uh, human history, um, particularly the um, confluence of multiple groups uh, in different uh, continents on the Earth. It's, this is a rare situation, this planetary cycle on this planet. So anyway, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. I wish you all the best and good night.